0: or
1: you got to mr
0: robot domo domo. domo domo i used uh, to know i used to know the worst that i don't anymore and i should ah <laughs> makes me sad hi everybody hi. hello hi <laughs> how the nerd alert is here <laughs> i threw glasses on to match you and i just look like the bad guy henchman from every '90s movie, <laughs> Just sort of that computer guy in the back. Yes, boss. Like that. I can't. <laughs> I don't look. I look creepy with these. I don't pull these off very well. Beverly Hills Ninja status. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make me look. I don't look smarter. I look awkward. I don't know, that's fine. Just be like, uh, ooh, <laughs> we're off. We're off to a roaring start. Go get him, Mikey. Yes. You can tell it's
1: been a hot minute since me and Professor have been in the same room together. Been a, it has been a while, yeah. I mean, technically, we were together kind of last... Was it last week? Last last yeah, week. it kind of was. But no, it was, because we went on like a whole tirade whole of the tirade. Rock situation. And can we, you believe it's only been
0: a week since
1: that happened, and so much has gone down within said week?
0: I mean, and we're putting out videos every day, so there's a lot of stuff going on, but... so. Ah, and we'll get into it. But yeah, this last week has felt like months worth of drama and stuff. And And it's only been a week. (laughs) And the internet has exploded. Do not go to the Reddit. It's just a rabbit hole. It's filled with... Stay off the
1: Twitters, because right now it is trying to repair itself for the last time it burnt down, and then it burnt down again. There's
0: some kind of weeks like this you you can really tell the good people from the bad people <laughs> It's like wow you're just maybe you're just a bad person the way you think of the world goodness
1: and I'm going to be completely honest through some circumstances of not on my own planning like I didn't know this was all going to go down and just the general lives of all nine Biconics boys I feel that we dodged a lot of the
0: fire <laughs> with everything that went down kind of did like in <laughs> We we haven't we haven't even done the the tag for this episode yet, Mikey, and we're already knee deep in it. Uh for those of you keeping track, today is the recording of this is Super Bowl Sunday, and everybody has been in Vegas all week. So all of the interviews at least on the San Francisco 49ers side have been with people in Vegas, WWE, and AEW, and other various promotions talking about this and all the stuff. And it's I've just been Kind of borderline inundated with all this stuff. Like, what is happening? Oh my God. These
1: senses are overloaded. Like, I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. Like, everything is crossing over. Like, I saw many, many videos on the social medias of George Kittle talking about his thoughts on the Roman Reign situation, which has been crazy to watch. But he's a big WWE fan. Like, I love that. We knew, we've been knowing this since, you know, last year. year at WrestleMania when he popped in for a little bit
0: one ray gifted him that mask and sort of yeah. pseudo baptized him within the wwe universe and then him makes, and pat pat had that spot like you were talking about so there's some taking a step
1: further he has like loot inspired like polo shirts and his everything merch
0: yeah oh dudes dudes all in on this stuff i feel like my dad says this my dad in his late 60s is like you know when he retires you should wrestle and part of me's like yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I wonder if we could. I don't know. Hey, Mike, you tell him what this episode even is. We didn't even tell him what this is. Yes. So
1: <laughs> because a lot has happened. So our tagline <laughs> for this week's episode is Friday Night Smackdown is coming to you live. This is the Friday, February 9th, 2024 iteration of Smackdown. This aired while I was at a wedding then it wasn't until I was driving home on said wedding that I finally got the reception back and the phone just blew up because of everything that happened on the show everything that happened the day before. So, many so things. let's just rip the bandaid off because SmackDown kicks off this week. We get a quick recap of what went down at the WrestleMania 40 kickoff press conference that happened in Vegas. I'm just going to give you the sp- the summary of it. The only really important thing that you should be paying attention to (laughs) is what happened with The Rock and Roman and Cody and a little bit of Seth as well, because he got involved in the mix, weirdly enough. which sucks because I love seeing the standoff between Becky and Rhea, which was nice to watch. I was like, there's your WrestleMania main event right here for one of these nights, please. And... (laughs) There's also been memes already. The Rock slapping the dog smack out of Cody. Oh, man. Like Rock going heel, cursing out Triple H in the back and like backstage. Overshadowing like everything else that happened. Mm -hmm. Like, Okay, so let's talk about the important bit. So this whole (laughs) entire Cody, Roman, Rock, and a little bit of Seth, like everything Uh that happened. So, and foremost, I, yeah.
0: so I, I, t- I talked to you before I was mentioning this to you before we started. <laughs> I was, I was kind of in and out. I had a lot of work this week and I was tuning in and tuning out and I was hearing bits and pieces of the press conference and other stuff. And I read something that said something, something rock family tree, something, something. And in my head, I went, there's no way the rock got a graphic of the family tree at a press conference and tried to talk about it like ancestry.com stuff. There's no way watch the replay he absolutely did it's like are you kidding me and it's and it's like a grade school graphic of a real tree and the family's like oh that's okay and i'm not knocking it too much but in my head i was like why would the rock do that oh my gosh he's doing the thing um what's kind of interesting is and i've been calling for this for a year with the bloodline is get the family involved and get the stuff in there i kind of like that the rock's taking that and i subverting it a little bit and sort of making it a, here's why we're better than you. Here's why we matter thing. Um, We can't overlook the fact that it just feels like a huge pivot that they felt like they made the wrong or incorrect or not quite right choice in putting the rock in there. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, less than two weeks later, we're shifting it. Well, we have the rumble and then of just a a week, I guess, right? Like we've shifted it away from rock. (laughs) And Cody, like it's this weird, like let's let's fix fix this before this gets too out of hand. Thing, let's let's give this Mm. short
1: timeline because it's felt like this has been months of drama, but really it's only been a whole week. I know, I
0: said two weeks. It's been like six days.
1: (laughs) It's been like six days, which is nuts. That's how. This is how crazy the professional wrestling world changes at the drop of a hat. Like the floodgates open. So let's quickly go through this timeline, and we actually have timestamps for all of this. So. Wow. Me and Professor get together last week to talk right. about last week's SmackDown, in which right. Cody seemingly foregoes his Royal Rumble shot against Roman and gives uh-huh. it to The Rock. Because, you know, Rock versus Roman is going to headline WrestleMania. And that whole entire week is just nonstop. Like, and it was even apparent on Raw, on NXT, like leading into the press conference, anytime Rock got mentioned booze were happening the crowd on monday night raw hijacked the show yeah you know when they were trying to talk about rock nxt was also getting into the mix too because rock's daughter is there now i don't condone the internet's behavior of Mm -hmm. what happened to ava which was not okay and we talked about it during the uh, nxt vengeance day Mm pay-per-view review on wednesday with me will and andrew like it's got out of hand sure but the internet was not happy. Right. And we here at the Biconics, you know, all of us have different <laughs> opinions. Some of us had certain opinions of why we thought this was good. Some of us had opinions of why this is bad. I was trying to play Switzerland and mediate between the things and things started. I don't want to say things got out of hand, but every this is the most divided I have ever seen. This little group of nine <laughs> as well as the rest of the internet because the internet was on fire and everyone was
0: ready to torch the rock. <laughs> so here's what's interesting. And, and I will not invoke the name of he who should not be named. Cause I'm just tired of having his taste in my mouth. WWE has been doing this since, you know, 40 years of WrestleMania, right? I'm going to find a way to get published publicity in any way, negative or positive. And we can get wrapped up in that whole, Hey, it's a work. Mm-hmm. They're doing this to manipulate us in a certain way. And they're gonna pick the thing that gets the emotional response because that is what used to sell tickets, and now that's what gets views and clicks and the algorithm and all that other stuff up. So they're gonna choose things on purpose to get you. That doesn't make it right or wrong, and you and but it makes us speak and have opinions about it. That's why it's 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 closer to art than it is sports. Oh, said it out loud. Um, so that being said. <laughs> Yeah, I feel awful for her that none of that should have happened. She kind of got caught up in the wake of that. And it does, like we were just talking about, it does feel like they had to pivot quickly because they knew the heat went, it backfired and went the opposite direction they thought it was. Um, I think they thought the rock was going to come in conquering hero and fix the bloodline and be a righteous champion. That is not the impression the universe took. And then it shifted a complete other way. I like heel rock. I fell in love with Heel Rock when he was Heel Rock the first time 20-something years ago, right? So what's interesting now, at least to me, The Rock has had some acting classes. The Rock has been in Hollywood for a little while. The Rock sells this in a very different personal way. And you know who's also good at that is Triple H because Triple H always did that. So now this doesn't... This looks real, real, and it's freaking some people out. It is so. We
1: we're gonna briefly go through everything. So that so Cody forgoes his spot last SmackDown. He and Professor got together the following, you know, a couple yeah. days later on Sunday mm-hmm. to review it. Then leading into it, Minnie and I on Monday night Raw talked about the show being hijacked with Rock and Cody, <laughs> and Cody so like funny. being so over ah. with the crowd even seth and cody were trying to figure out what to do with that whole nonsense nxt got involved what their looks
0: their looks to each other in the crowd are so funny
1: they're they're like What's this is happening? this is crazy but i'm kind they're also like I'm, we're messy we love it <laughs> they're so good nxt kind of got involved and then we get to the kickoff press conference where the short version of it is the main thing that the big takeaway is what happened so Roman comes out, him and Seth exchange words a little bit. They like take jabs at each other, which was fun to watch. The Rock comes out, everybody there was booing. Then we get a whole PowerPoint presentation with the family tree. <laughs> it's so funny. And then Cody Rhodes comes out and he's like, This is some bull. <laughs> like, uh uh. He's just like, Listen, I was like, I'm making my choice. I don't care what nobody says. Then he makes the announcement that he's going to face Roman at, you know, WrestleMania. hmm. And then we get confirmation from Triple H later on the internet with the official graphics. So it's, I'm going to say for now, that is yeah. a match that is happening. But in this same breath, the rock turns heel because Cody talks smack about the bloodline and the Samoan dynasty. Rock takes offense to that. Says a couple of words. And then Pimp slabs
0: Cody Rhodes across Ooh. the face. That was a shot too. And Oof.
1: then to add insult to injury, Later in the press conference, backstage, Triple H is, you know, talking about everything that's going on. Rock comes out. They didn't blur this out. Rock drops the F-bomb a couple of times and tells Triple H, "Is like, you need to effing fix this. I'm not about to be made an effing fool. And it seems that him and Roman are on the same page now, which is just like, I was like, I'm kind of here for heel Rock, as you were saying. Yeah. So that was the press conference and then it carried over into the actual Smackdown because now we can, after this recap, Tri- Papa H himself, Triple H is now in the ring with Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce and Triple H cuts this business-like promo for the first couple of minutes and he basically says, he basically gives the metaphorical proverbial middle finger to Rock and mm-hmm. Roman it's just like, there are some and he said the word higher ups, too. So I feel like he was taking shots at management as well, which. Oh, sure. I was Absolutely. like,
0: well, like this, the board, right? The board I was like, this is
1: messy, but I, I'm messy. I love a mess. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's the story I was hearing was that it was sort of the rock who's on the board made a decision to go down there and to try and change the narrative based on he who shall not be named and try and get the spotlight off of that in some way, which mm-hmm. It's working. They chose a nuclear option, right? They were like, blow it up. Nuclear warfare options you, are like right? it. Con- Countries that have treaties that had nothing to do with it all of a sudden nuked in the middle of it. Uh, I, 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 Again, I, I don't want to like it, but look at all the opportunity you have. You have places to go now. You have stuff to do. This is kind of what the bloodline has needed I felt like it it was got really stagnant for about eight, 8 months there. We had a chance, we talked about this last week, and now it's like, oh, it's real. Rikishi's involved. Subtly. We don't know if it's a work or not, but we know Rikishi's saying things. And if you know Rikishi's saying things, you know other folks are starting to say things and there's an angle in here somewhere. However, you put the Rock and Roman Reigns on the same team, so there's no one. It's now it's, you know, these those are Goliaths and you don't have enough Davids. So it's going to be really interesting to see that push, but you can worry about that farther down the line. Um, Triple H will always cut a good promo. That's something Triple H has always done great on. Man, I, I'm really intrigued. I want to know where we go. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of folks are, are heartbroken about heel rock. They don't like it. But like we were saying, they the rock doesn't really need money or his brand. He's here to save WWE forever. Like that's what I I feel like is at stake that a lot of folks are kind of missing. It's like, this is something that could tank WWE if this went the wrong way fast. And like I said last week, I want to say all these other promotions are laying in the water waiting. They're waiting to see where this goes. They're waiting to see what happens. And to reiterate what I said 10 minutes ago, they were in Las Vegas cutting commercials and interviews during... This press conference, Tony Khan was out there. On uh, Bowens was out there. The acclaimed were walking the Radio Row for the Super Bowl. Like other folks are there. So, it, whew, what a time to be trying to follow and talk about this stuff. It's Not wild. to mention, you had Punk on commentary during that press conference.
1: Yes, fun. he added fuel oh. to the fire. But back to Triple H in the ring on SmackDown, he clears up that. And he reiterates that it's Roman versus Cody. Mm -hmm. Doesn't care the higher refs or anybody. It doesn't matter where you sit at the table. This match is happening. Sure. And so I'm just like, okay, this is the, and again, it feels like, it's like, oh, this has been months of the, it literally has been less than
0: a week. (laughs) Like this all has gone down within the span of a few days. Well, I think it was all hands on deck, right? Mm -hmm. It was sort of like, okay. The backlash was insane if you figure the he who shall not be named news was dropped just under three weeks ago. Right. So we're looking at, you know, 18 days ago, maybe. Right. They went, okay, all hands on deck. We got to fix this. We got to fix this now. And in two Raws, two SmackDowns, they've erased. He who shall not be named and Brock bumped them from the game. Like they've, scrubbed it and pivoted so fast. I mean it's it's and it it should be way more awkward, right? It should be way more disjointed than it is. But for some reason, these it feels almost fluid. It doesn't feel as whiplashy as it could, which is a testament to the timing of this. So weird.
1: (laughs) It is. And so you know, Triple H reiterates that it's gonna be Rock and not Rock, Roman and Cody. Rock. rock is getting involved in somehow. We know this, but Roman and Cody at WrestleMania. And then he pivots because then he answers the secondary question now that I ha- that we all had. Sure. Then he addresses so we took care of Roman and Cody. Now let's address the Seth situation. Who sure. is Seth going to fight at WrestleMania? In comes the general managers for Raw and SmackDown. And all three men basically set up that there's going to be a men's elimination chamber. And the winner of that match is going to go on to face Seth at WrestleMania for the world heavyweight championship. Mm -hmm. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to get qualifying matches for the men on raw and SmackDown. And the winners of those qualifying matches are going to be going into the men's chamber and the winner in that match is going to go on to face Seth at WrestleMania. So basically, we finally get confirmation we are getting a men's chamber match. The men's chamber is to see who fights Seth at WrestleMania, which I also feel like I don't think this was the original plan for a men's chamber. But, you know, now with everything, you have everything changed at a drop of a hat. This is what we're getting for the next couple of weeks. No. And then they show the graphic of all the participants. Some of them I I agreed with. I was like, okay, I see Randy. I see AJ. I see LA Night, I see... Did you, you just go Romper Room? I see AJ. Yeah. I see Randy. Sammy's on the board. And then I see a bunch of other people. I was like, I forget. I was just like, yeah. since Roman's so exclusively to SmackDown, it baffles my mind that the Raw superstars are on this like, Bronson Reed, Miz,
0: like, yeah. Ivar all of a sudden. Bobby Lashley was on the board. I'm like, how <laughs> this makes it, what makes me sad is i know who's eating the pin like i think they could have shuffled that a little better because now i know who's just there to get pinned i saw aj and went aj's getting pinned i saw ivar and i'm like i'm pretty he's, sure ivar's getting pinned, getting <laughs> pinned. <laughs> you know it's like I, I saw the miz i'm pretty sure the miz is losing to logan paul like you know what i mean like i can kind of We'll talk it. about it
1: because Miz is going to be taking on a certain somebody we saw in the show tonight for that qualifying Wait, match. And, uh, uh, but, meh. there's I, I was like, there's a good four or five people. I was like, y'all messed this up, like the beginning bracket, especially the two men's qualifying matches we got tonight. I'm just like,
0: sure. y'all well, messed
1: what, it up. You cleared house of like making it a really who actually is going to win this thing.
0: And I think, well, what else were they going to do? And and they they're trying, and we're calling it out because we're seeing it and I agree with you. But when I took a step back to look at it, I was like, Yeah, they had no choice. They went, Who's on deck? Who can we use right now? Who's here that tell anything? Boom, 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 boom. Like they had to go down the road to kind of make it that happen. And their ban their sugar to make it the medicine taste better was to throw LA night into commentary at the first part of this, right? It was sort of like, hey, let's keep it active though. Let's keep the momentum going. Don't think about mm-hmm. that too long. We'll sort this out. Um, And and, mm, I don't hate it. I absolutely agree with you, though. Exactly. And then, you know, once we get the
1: qualifying, like the people who are going to be in these qualifying matches, then we immediately just straight jump straight into the rest of the show. Because Drew comes out, (laughs) everybody's still in the ring, cuts a promo, continues to be a troll against CM Punk with the t shirt. That t shirt
0: is oh i was like it's such a meme and i love it it's such a meme and if if it's true what he said that it jumped to the top and outsold seven other cm punk shirts that's hysterical. <laughs> I need WWE
1: to re sign Drew immediately because this is what we're getting for the rest of the, like, for once, he, if he signs a new contract, I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. Snarky DGAF Drew. Amazing. Love. I love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we get this quick promo and then we go to commercial. And then when we come back, we have our first men's elimination chamber qualifying match. Drew taking on AJ, which on paper should be a really good match. Yeah. I thought it was pretty phenomenal. No pun intended to AJ. I I see what you did there. Yeah. And then they decided to throw LA Knight on commentary. I was just like, uh, okay. I see what's going to happen now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I did kind of telegraph it a little bit. I was happy to have LA Knight there. Part of me. uh, Before we get too far into there, uh, Wade and Corey are great together. Mm -hmm. They're, they figured something out. Yeah. Uh, they're having a lot of fun. They're taking jabs at each other. They're having a blast. Uh, Wade talking about coming out of his underpants because La yes. Knight was walking down. And was like, "Oh, what'd you say?" I was like, well, "Wait, you're speaking my
1: mind, though." <laughs> like, I, <think>
0: speaking-
1: <laughs> I call I call La Knight the Captain America of professional wrestling because dead <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: You're not wrong. I feel like uh, Corey's really taking the lead on that really, really well, and Wade's just you know holding it up beautifully as the color guy, fantastically. We don't need. 2024, we don't need the heel face announcers. At least we don't need them as polarized as we do, you know, and and I think kind of muddling the two and just letting them riff, I think it feels more like real sports to me, and that was fun. This match kind of, LA Knight wasn't on his best commentary. I've seen him do some better table work before, but in my head I couldn't think the entire, I couldn't not think, man, LA Knight could be on commentary forever. LA Knight could do the Jerry Lawler, JR forever. Like LA Knight could, has a career in this forever if he wanted it because he's, he can do what the two of them are doing and hold it up. Mind you, I'm talking about the commentary because the match itself to me was just sort of, uh, 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 I've seen you do better. <laughs> I mean, I still enjoyed with what we
1: got. It was but fun. As, yeah. As soon as LA Knight was, was came out on commentary. I'm like, I get a feeling I, this is—I know where this is going—and sure enough, we we didn't have to wait too long to you know. get there because AJ ends up on the outside. LA Knight accidentally spills his water on so <laughs> and AJ, like, listen—I know you have to sell it, but he aggressively shoved LA Knight like really hard. I was like, "Well, dang!"
0: LA Knight was like, "Did you want some water? You need? Did you want this?" Shut and up! Bam, just like pushed what? him. I think part of that might be the frustration of what we were talking about. Cause you had this hastily thrown together, elimination chamber, whatever. Drew comes out first. AJ walks out there and stands there for a good 45 seconds, staring at the ring, knowing, ah, oh, I hate this. Like he knows he's just dropping to drew and what's going to happen. So you can kind of see him in my opinion. It's a moment of like, all right, this sucks.
1: Which is really (laughs) weird, because I'm like, we're seeing Raw guys on SmackDown. I was Mm -hmm. like,
0: what? I was like, fine, I guess. Throw out the draft. You don't need it. It doesn't matter. It makes
1: no sense. It wastes time. It does. So Drew picks up the win here, so he's going to Perth, which I was like, of course you have to have Drew in the chamber match. If you don't have Drew in the chamber match, that's a crime. That's a cardinal sin of wrestling, too. I was like, at this point... Drew makes sense to put in the chamber match. He's really one of the few men's wrestlers that actually should be in contention to face Seth at WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah.
1: And on top of that too, I'm like, Oh, AJ's going to mess up LA Knight's chances. Isn't he? I was like, which frustrates me too. I'm like, how do you not have LA Knight in a chamber match?
0: You think so? It could be.
1: Well, who, who knows? I have to see, I have to re go through and see who I, LA Knight is supposed to be facing because
0: they haven't picked. They're just kind of throwing people up in, in there. I mean, I could see Bobby Lashley getting there, sure, but I think ivar's there to eat a pin. I think the Miz is there to eat a pin. Uh I uh for those of you listening, and those I don't know the ending of the Sami Zayn Randy Orton, so I don't know what happened because YouTube TV literally cut it off at yeah. one hour forty-seven minutes. So I don't know who made it or didn't or what happened. Mikey's gonna tell me when we get there in see- like twenty it's minutes. It's gonna be insane. Um, so yeah, that's, that's tough. I, I hope it's not LA night. I hope we're not just doing LA night and AJ for a year. Ugh, but it it is an interesting
1: choice for sure. That is definitely a thing. Uh but Drew's in the chamber. I'm happy for him. Yeah, it makes sense. And then somebody else who we're going to see later in the evening Sammy Zayn, we cut backstage, is you know talking, is giving a promo.
0: Great promo. This is
1: the very babyface, very passionate Sammy Zayn, who yep. wants nothing more than to win championship gold. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, yes, me too. Let him win something finally.
0: <laughs> I mean, they gave him that tag title run, fine. Uh yeah, he called it out, like, hey, a year ago I was. G- getting ready for wrestlemania <laughs> you know and what am i doing now now i gotta go to elimination chamber and i got this horrible path ahead of me and to call out the booking that way it gives Sammy something to do so i don't hate it there's a reason mm-hmm. that we're going somewhere so i'm fine with that uh but i don't know how the night ends so i can't speculate much further
1: <laughs> i can't wait to talk about that once we get to the ah! end I'm, I'm gonna hold this secret for as long as i can ah! <laughs> Alrighty. So then from here, we get a quick video package of our Yes Boy is pretty deadly. And I just Oh my God. This was so stupid, but like in the best way possible.
0: I I texted JVL and a few other folks like, did you see this promo? It's 40 seconds. It's perfect. It's hysterical. It's the most British comedy style sketch thing I've seen in a long time. If you're a fan of British sitcoms and comedy and those things, or or even more Australian-style stuff, Viva La Dirt League and Monty Python and little bits of Fry and Laurie. Like, that was hysterical to me. It was a wink to the audience. They are so funny. Uh, I want to see more of them. I want to see them do more things. Uh, I don't know why we don't see more of them. They're so
1: good. (laughs) We need to figure out what we're doing with the tag team division in general in terms of like what we're going to be doing for WrestleMania with the tag teams. Because I'm like, I want a fatal four way or give me another showcase like we had last year.
0: Sure. Which would be amazing. Yeah. But. Well, I love and Wade Barrett comments on this and we'll talk about it. This this Brit invasion we have going is great. Makes me much happy.
1: SmackDown makes me super happy because we have all the British boys like killing it right now. And a few Uh, women. And a few few women. women. Yeah. I'm super excited. By the way, spoiler alert, I mentioned this the other day in our group chat, but WWE quick like spoiled their own (laughs) they spoiled their own pay-per-view because somebody somebody in WWE accidentally uploaded the graphic because they always do like the breakdowns of like the cards for the pay-per-views. And they accidentally updated the final card for the women's elimination
0: chamber oh, no. so
1: to prevent anybody on the internet from coming after me and to prevent hate from the group I know who the final six are but I'm not going to spoil it on here and I'm not going to tell the other boys unless they ask me to
0: but I know a secret. I I wonder if I could. I wonder if I could see that and call it myself. Not that it's a blurred mm-hmm. out photo, but like you could tell who's who. Well, yeah, because you could.
1: <laughs> Why would there's you just so many amount of characteristics? Do you think it like, was a
0: mistake, or do you think that they're trying to leak things to make you watch?
1: I think it was a mistake, but. Okay. Honestly, the final six women are like, no, that actually tracks. I was surprised by one, but will If you want to know, we'll talk about it off camera. Ooh, I'm, tempted. which is kind of relevant because after we get a quick recap of Bailey picking Io for her WrestleMania opponent, we uh-huh. get into our second women's qualifying match. We had the first one on Raw where Becky beat Shayna Baszler. Um, duh, <laughs> poor Shayna, man. I want more for her.
0: She's so good. I saw a video of her recently on Up, Up, Down, Down, and she was having a blast with those uh, playing and so hanging so out good. with Austin, and I was like, oh, man. And then we're <laughs>
1: getting Liv versus Zoe Stark on Monday, which I was like, Liv's going to win. <laughs> yeah, that I can see. Poor Shayna and, and Zoe, but uh this match, we have Bianca Belair versus Meechin. And I was just like, oh, Meechan, I love you, but Bianca's about to walk, she's going to dog walk you. M- this ended M- up being a really good match. I just wanted more time.
0: I'd agree. Yeah. I felt a little rushed. They were, there was a few miscues at the top of that. Michin's doing great work. I think this is four weeks in a row. We've seen her like 2024. She's working after basically not doing anything in 2023. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of nice. I think they had to break up the OC a little bit to kind of get momentum for everybody else. Um, I thought this was great. There was some, some great feats of strength in the middle there. Uh, Bianca Belair was fantastic i thought commentary held them up really well I, again i don't take notes on the women's matches because 99 percent of the time they're really good <laughs> like oh i'm watching oh i'm not thinking i'm watching them do things Meechin keeps going for that high kick or that back kick and she misses it kind of every time i think she really really wants to be good at it but she's never really landed it uh other than that fun to watch like the, place, the placement of this one, I think, could have been a little bit better. So yeah. I, agree, I agree with you. This We're coming up on minute 50, 55, near the end of the Almost hour the fr- mark. Yeah. And we're kind of trying to bookend with stuff. So I was like, ah, oh, give him another two, three minutes. Don't. Ugh. I also it, love that Meechin has kind of like un, like
1: unofficially been blessed with the Styles Clash as a finisher. Yeah. Round. That's because great. She tried to hit the Styles Clash on Bianca, but then Bianca, of course, reverse it until one of my favorite finishers for any women's wrestler right now. The KO, The KOD is one of my favorite
0: finishers. is great. Right. Uh, there was a cool moment with uh, Bianca Belair catching the knee drop thing, but then not doing anything with it. <laughs> it was just like, boom, and then the finger wag, nah, caught you. It was like, oh, well then do something. Grab her legs, do anything. All right. So good. But yeah, I just wanted a couple more minutes, but the girls did great.
1: Bianca picks up the win, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. She will yeah. be joining yeah. already in this women's chamber. We have Becky and Bianca. I'm just like, oh, damn. And then oh. when we see who else has to qualify for this women's chamber match, I'm just
0: like, this is going to be a good women's chamber. We talked. I feel like we talked about this last year, didn't we? That elimination chamber. And uh, there was something else we watched that we were like, oh, yeah, that was you peaked two months into the year. <laughs> it was the women's was chamber.
1: There. And then of course, Sammy versus Roman. in sure. Sure. In Canada last year for elimination chamber, in Canada,
0: Montreal, which JBL was at. Yeah. Like I feel like and Jesse JBL and Jesse were you know, there. Well, it sets the standard. It, it seems to be that most of the time I'm not going to make a generalization. Most of the time when WWE leaves the country, they nail it.
1: Which I'm excited to see how, Perth Australia does because I'm like, I'm I'm I want the Australians to I'm go hopeful. nuts.
0: I'm very hopeful.
1: And I'm really happy that I know this is not SmackDown related talent, but it's WWE related. I'm really happy to see Rhea defend her title in front of her home. Mm-hmm. Like That's this fantastic. is
0: her home country. So I'm just like I knew I know some folks, Australian folks. I know some folks from Perth and Perth proper. Everyone's kind of like, yeah, whatever. It's sort of it's kind of like a dull midwest city it's not it's not sydney or melbourne or some of these other spots but they still have a really good population they still have a pretty good fan base they love their sports out there so it's an interesting choice for a stadium but i think it's sort of to me it speaks to like a working class town type thing like hey absolutely you're giving it to us let's go you know it's not like our los angeles or new york this is more like i don't know what's a good. I mean, not really Chicago because it's kind of bigger than Chicago, but you know, taking it to if we were going to use like a California, I would say like even though
1: it's still like very populated, but like on a different level, I would say like minus the agriculture, but like a Bakersfield or sure. You know, or Santa Clarita, or even yeah. Santa Monica, kind of. You're taking like, a... They're still populated cities, but it's not like the big metropolitan cities that everyone right. and their mother knows.
0: And it just means something different going to a working class sort of town like that, I feel.
1: Yeah. Who is still doing pretty well. That stadium looks really nice, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's brand exciting. new. Is
0: it? That's a brand new stadium, I want to say. Right? I want
1: to say it's been there for like less than two years, I think. Mm-hmm. But don't quote me on that. Yeah, but that's I fair. was like, it looks so nice. Uh, bianca and becky alone i was like oh this is gonna be good and Uh, then because i know the full card i'm just like i think this might be my match of the night uh,
0: on elimination chamber is wwe on DraftKings? i think they might be (laughs) hey mikey (laughs) make a bet (laughs) hey mikey if you if you think it's true
1: but to be fair though like as soon as I saw Becky qualify, I was like, oh, she's definitely winning. I think it's going to be a good match. But there's no way you don't have Becky win and face Rhea. <laughs> like, that's what we've been building to for the last eight months. I um, mean, you can do a lot. That's mm-hmm. very fair. Though I still think it's going to be a really good chamber match with every, all the women involved. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say it again. I'm, the men need to step it up for this men's chamber because I'm looking at the field. I'm like, listen, there's a lot of you I like. There's something about this women's chamber and all the participants that we have. Even during the qualifying matches, I'm like, the women are kind of stepping it up more than you, so guys, You need to pick it up.
0: And I feel like we talked about this, or JVL and I talked about this. Yes, the, the booking for women is awful. They're not used enough. So when they are used, they are fresh and they bring it and they know they got to set the bar. So And of course, you you don't want to use that to marginalize them and be like, oh, they're only good because, so that's not what I'm saying. Some of these male performers are just getting run into the ringer in a way that's detrimental to them too. So you're right. I hope that they book this properly. Men better bring it because so far every women's the women's rumble way better. The women's um, chamber last year was amazing. Women's too. chamber was ridiculous, right? So you know we're uh, we'll see.
1: Listen, we here at the Biconics like we're women. We are. Women's wrestling first before we're um, any other company, anything, which is, I mean, like, shoot, the non negotiable to be on the Biconic panel. You have to love women's wrestling. And,
0: and you know. rumor has it there are trans women coming any day now or within the next few weeks to a few unnamed promotions, which I'm super interested and intrigued to see. So I'm super excited.
1: But, you know, the future is bright for the women, just like Braun Breaker's future is bright. Because we got backstage. So until he gets it fixed. Oh, man. We see see Bronze Breaker because he is tanned so bad. (laughs) He is like whoever is tanning him needs to stop. But Bronze Breaker is backstage with Triple H. And, you know, Triple H walks in and he talks to Braun. And then Paul Heyman comes in because Braun is still trying to figure out whether he wants to sign with Raw or SmackDown. And so he wants to pick Triple H's brain. And then Paul Heyman walks in and Hunter tells Braun, hey, you know, we'll talk later. And basically, these two have a back and forth, which just ultimately tells us that next week on SmackDown, we're going to get Rock and Roman here on the same show. I'm expecting full chaos. It's going
0: to be great. <laughs> probably. Uh, I, I'm not sure where that's going to go. It'll be interesting for sure.
1: sure. I was like, all right, who's losing time in their matches next week? <laughs> <sighs>
0: yeah, that's rough. Yeah, there's probably going to be. Well, now you have The Rock and Roman entering. And who knows how many minutes. 45 minute entrance. 45 no. Minutes, how long that's going to be. Um, I don't think we'll quite go back to Bloodline 2022, but it's going to take a while uh the part of me was had that spark moment of like oh if paul Heyman was the voice of bronze breaker wow i would be I here for like it that like that could be wild uh breaker's been fine on the mic what i've heard i don't know a lot about him i've seen some of the stuff in the ring as he was you know thrown into the rumble uh, but all <laughs> the other work and, and you know, of course his lineage and family and that stuff you can play up as well. Uh just interesting, these little these little things they drop into the brain of the viewers, like, oh yeah, that would be that could be amazing if that ever happened.
1: Yeah, so Rock and Roman won't be there next week for SmackDown. Um should be interesting. Then we get one of probably one of my favorite in-ring stuff we got because there's so many angles to play with of this sure. story. Bailey's in the ring. She cuts this uh-huh. promo. And you know, she reiterates that she's going to be picking EO. But then we have what I was at what we talked about a little bit last week. We're like, where was Dakota Kai in all this? Sure
0: we, enough, talked, we talked a lot before we aired, and then we didn't talk about it as long. When we were
1: going. <laughs> Go ahead. And I'm glad we kind of did it because yeah. this answered our question that we were talking offline last time. Because da- uh-huh. So Bailey gets done saying her thing. Dakota Kai comes out, and Dakota is mad at Bailey. She's like, I've been trying to get a hold of you for a week. You've been ditching me, ghosting me. And Bailey's like, what are you talking about? I was just like, you didn't answer the phones. Like, what is happening right now? And so Dakota and Bailey have this little heart to heart back and forth because Dakota tells Bailey that she knew about EO, Oscar and Kyrie getting ready to turn on Bailey. And Bailey's like, why didn't you say anything? And Dakota's like, well, I don't. First of all, I wasn't sure how to. And second of all, I didn't know when would be the right time to tell you, oh, by the way, the people you call friends are going to turn on you really quickly. And before we get a chance, because Bailey continues to try to get answers from Dakota, then the ring is surrounded by what I'm dubbing as their new of their Japan stable name. They are surrounded by the Black Lotus Triad. Uh (laughs) Basically. And so Dakota gets out of Dodge, leaving Bailey in the ring. Dakota gets a chair. She enters the ring and it was shot so perfectly that I thought Dakota was about to smack Bailey with the chair. But then she goes to lift it. She swings, looks to almost go for Bailey, but then runs it to go after EO, like at the last pivot moment to kind of turn it, make Bailey uh, look. This is great. Dakota chases off the Black Lotus triad. All of them have a stare now. Dakota Kai is on Bailey's side for now.
0: For now. Yeah. I. This is I, not, this I, I re- great. They nailed this. I think this was great. They Bailey talking directly to the crowd going, hey, I'm glad you're still out there. Like that wink to last time Bailey was a face. Um, So much fun. Uh, And Bailey's amazing and a 49ers fan and really commanded the crowd. Sorry, I didn't slip that in there. Uh, Commanded the crowd, had this moment. I love this sort of is Dakota in or out or who thing. I, I really hope that they don't run this too long. I want them to make sure that we know the size and know what Bailey's up against. I kind of love having a Dakota Kai there, but you're right. The question mark of was she gonna hit Bailey, but Bailey got out of the way so she pulled it and hit the ropes instead of hitting EO and then threw the chair down. It kind of gives Dakota somewhere to go. like conflicted, like these are my friends, but you are also my friend thing, which you know that could go a hundred different ways uh i hope they don't rush this and make just rash decisions which they've done with this damage control stuff before um i hope this doesn't turn into what they kind of did with shotzi and then drop it on its head like look she's crazy we cut her hair and then shotzi was gone i know why shotzi was gone but sort of like oh but i want you back oh and i'm biased so i'm intrigued I'm, i'm excited this was this did everything it needed to do everyone looked great Asuka also does much different makeup when Asuka knows Asuka's not wrestling. <laughs> I was just like, I love it. It was beautiful. We only saw it three or four times, but I think she was also like, well, if I'm not going to mess it up, I'm going to do all the things.
1: It I love- Same thing with Kyrie too. Like I was just like, sure, yes, sure. yes. Yeah. I love my Japanese women's wrestlers. They're like, we're going to look good no matter what we're doing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I love it. From here, we get our next two back-to-back backstage promo segment interview things. So first, we get Mr. Randall Keith Orton. (laughs) You gotta use his given name. (laughs) I love it. Mr. Randall (laughs) Keith Orton. Randy Orton cuts a promo backstage. Well, interview slash promo. You know, we come to find out it's going to be him and Sammy. I was just like, I'm very conflicted because I was like, why did you put this match up immediately? I was like, these are like my two favorites right now for the chamber. And you're going, one of them is not going
0: to be in it. I know. And I don't know the answer yet, but that was one I did not like. That was when I saw that on the board. I had I was like, couldn't different- we have
1: switch? Like have Logan Paul face one of these two and lose. Like, come on Ooh. now. Like it's fine. You
0: Logan Sammy. Whew. Anyway.
1: Yeah. So Rand- Randall here does this interview in promo and you know, he actually spits some facts. It's like, this is really the first time me and Sammy have had a match like this. I'm like, Oh my gosh, how have we been in the same company and you two have yet to cross paths. I'm like, now I'm more hooked, <laughs> you know. but he is the Viper. He is not going to be missing WrestleMania this year. Like he did last year. And he's getting back to the top of the mountain. I was just like, I'm very conflicted. I'm like, I can make case- at this point in the show. I'm like, I can make a case of either one of these men being the winner. But someone is going to be crying, and it's going to be me by the end of this because oh, yeah. somebody's not making it to chamber. And this is like the one match I was like, "You really had to do this to me."
0: <laughs> I, uh, and we'll talk at
1: the end because I don't know what happens. Mm. Yeah. I'm gonna hold this over to the professor until we get to the very oh, end. Goodness. But speaking of holding things over, Bobby Lashley is still holding on to this grudge because this is essentially how this promo went. <laughs> he has a qualifying match against Bronson Reed, so I was like, this is a lot of meat in the ring on Raw. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. That ring is going to need to be reinforced because it's a lot of power. That's but then he lot. also brings up the final testament. I was like, oh yeah. I'm like, look, and then I go back to look at the card. I was like, why was Karrion Cross not in any of these qualifying matches? Like what happened? <laughs>
0: that's interesting that he's not,
1: huh? Kind of you could, hmm. Which tells me that I think Bronson's winning because he is also an Australian. So I was just like Bronson, I think is going to win because I think the final Testament are going to like mess with Bobby's chances during that match. That's fair. I buy that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I mean, mm. but that's literally how this Bobby Lashley thing goes with the pride. You know, it's him, the yeah. suit profits and B <laughs> Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, it's hard that they're telegraphing their booking a little bit, but again, like we said here a lot, if it makes sense, they're not going to do, do it. So <laughs> they there could be a total hitch in there at some point. I would like to think they'd make Bronson look strong in Perth. Come on, I'm like, come on, this
1: is also a fellow resident of Australia. Like, we yeah. gotta get we gotta get Big Boy Bronson into this match.
0: What? I hate that it's at the expense of Bobby, but. <laughs> No. Well, um, yeah, uh, I still don't think they, I, I'm still not sure they know what they're doing with Bobby and the Soup Prophets. I still don't think they're they still know. trying to, yeah, we're still trying to figure out how we're going to go forward
1: with the final testament at yeah. the pride, but we'll see. You no, know, again, I say this all the time here and across other shows, we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Which I know is so outdated, yeah. but like honestly, at this point, to not drive myself nuts, I need to watch and see how it unfolds week to week. Sure. From here, we get into my personal match of the night. This is for a number one contendership to see who is going to face the Judgment Day for the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships in Perth at Elimination Chamber. British Strong Style, which is Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne, taking on the team of DIY, which is Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Listen, on paper, and I knew this match was going to be great, minus some... Scary stuff where I thought Johnny Gargano died a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, cause he looked hurt by the end of this. Sure. This match was my match of the night. This is tag team wrestling done right. Oh These yeah. four. I want to see more of them in the ring, like fight huh. each other.
0: And I, I agree with Andrew and I invoked him last week too. When we we're talking about tag stuff, the tag talent is absolutely there in WWE. They just don't really use it as often as they should. Ah, uh, man. Tyler Bates and Pete Dunn are so much fun to watch uh and and Gargano is great and I forgot I feel like I don't think I've seen him in a while it's been a while at least on Smackdown yeah on Smackdown
1: at least because me thankfully me and Minnie get the luxury because DIY is a raw tag team we get to see them on a They had that, uh, listen, DIY was a part of our favorite match of this past Monday Night Raw in that Fatal 4 way to see who would face oh, so they Tyler okay. and Pete here on SmackDown because sure. it was DIY, the Creed Brothers, um, New Day, and Imperium. And I was just like, listen, all eight of those men in general... Those tag teams are
0: crazy. I I might have to watch Raw because of the New Day Imperium thing that watch I saw. Watch that Fatal 4-Way. Like, it was like a
1: 12-minute match and everybody just spammed moves like a fighting game but like it made
0: sense. Sure. This this match was fantastic. I love me some British strong style these days. Uh Tyler Bates is just an ogre. I don't know how he's doing what he's doing with the stature he's working with. But I know it's he amazing is amazing to watch. He is
1: he's a he's a short king. But he has like these oni-esque like
0: strength powers. Just, yeah, just does these things that are like, what are you doing? Like even commentary was like, we're not sure what he's doing. Like pulling out and throwing top. Th- th- he had that spin thing while Gargano. Like was the on. helicopter. No, how that worked. <laughs> um, this was a really fun match. I enjoyed watching it. I'm con- and a lot of folks are probably questioning. I didn't see anything, or else I would have brought it up. Gargano was bleeding, bleeding at the end of this after after the pin. I don't know if it was a nose break, but there's some blood on his hands, too. So there was almost a sense of honor and respect, uh, offering fist bumps at the end before we cut away. And Pete Dunne and Tyler Bates don't leave. They stay there in the ring, sort of waiting for whatever medical whatever there after that, which I thought was super cool. And I haven't seen that, really, in WWE in a while. Right? It's very British
1: wrestling, too, because they that awesome. a lot like on the British independence in general, sure. like they don't leave the ring until their opponent leaves. Like, sure. cool. which this match ruled. So it's go- officially going to be British Strong Style versus the Judgment Day in Perth for those tag titles, Man. which. I mean, I don't think British strong style is going to win those tag titles. It would be oh, a great man. swerve if they How did. How great would that be? Though? That'd be amazing. I don't think so, but who knows at this point? But all I know is I want this match to be great because you have Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, and I know you also have Damian Priest and Finn Balor. I want You literally have 3 out of the 4 participants be from Europe in some capacity. Yeah. Let Finn Balor resort back to his european style of wrestling like let this be uh, dirty let this be a fight like i i want this match to be amazing
0: i know i know damien priest is puerto rico and and a u.s territory but my head also goes to like those are four international stars Mm -hmm. right if i I, am i fair to say that like that that's fair yeah because you know tyler
1: and pete and finn all come from different parts of europe and then damien is puerto
0: rican too like I think that's gr- the booking for Elimination Chamber. As far as worldwide booking is pretty brilliant so far. Like they're nailing it. It is kind of clunky with Elimination Chamber, like we said. But, um, oh, I'm excited. This was great. Yeah, this I, those is two. Uh, ma- them with ah.
1: I just want tag team wrestling in WWE to get back to where it used to be. Where I was just like, let's have a tag team main event, a pay per view, like a tag team match. Yeah, titles that matter, like all the time. Yeah, seriously. This was my match of the night. It was so good. Sure. Then we probably get to one of my favorite backstage segments because it involves some very funny peoples. First, we get Dominic Mysterio being (laughs) interviewed. I would love, listen, Dominic has come so far. I would like to see him in the Elimination Chamber, honestly. I think it would be a good test to see where his skills lie now. Sure. Sure. You know, oh yeah. I love it. You know, but how then... old is Dom? Dom's not very old. How, how old is Dom? <laughs> While the professor looks this up, let me I'll break down this promo and then we can talk about it. So Dominic is there. He's talking about how he's ready for Elimination Chamber. You know, Rhea and the Judgment Day are gonna walk out retaining their titles. And then when he wins the Elimination Chamber, he'll walk into WrestleMania, take Seth's title, and then Judgment Day will be dripped in gold once again. Which I was like. I don't think so, but I'm here for it. I love the optimism, <laughs> but I, listen, Do, I'm, you're supposed to hate Dominic. He's a heel. Yeah. But as a person, I'm like, he is the nicest person on the planet. Like, uh-huh. I want good things for him. But then he gets interrupted by his opponent that he's going to be facing. I'm like, oh, that answers my question. There goes the optimism because Kevin Owens comes in and basically tells Dominic, I'm like, you better be ready because I'm going to wipe the floor with you, kid. I'm like, Kevin Owens is withening, isn't he? Unless Austin Theory and Grayson Waller get their hands on this. Which, by the way, why were none
0: of those two on the board for participants? <laughs> Especially Grayson Waller. He is from Australia, too. Well, because they're going to use those two to interfere with the Logan Paul match, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, uh, or they're going to mess with Kevin Owens. Listen, knows. if this is
1: how we get Dominic into the chamber, I'd rather have them mess with Kevin Owens than mess with Logan Paul's match.
0: Uh, Dominic Mysterio came up when he was twenty-one. He's twenty-six, so he's on year. F- he's four and a half, almost five years. Oh my gosh! Working, twenty-six years old, dude. Dude's incredible, and he's gonna just get better and better. And he has gotten better and better, and has been doing yes. great work. Someday when he gets that push, push, I will say it's gonna be a while. But someday when he turns face, oh man, the world is gonna world like is, it's gonna be gonna crazy. Have the whole world right there. Beam. And I'm not sure how it's going to happen, but someday. Um, yeah, I, I think that'll be a fun match. Kevin Owen takes care of everyone. Dominic's going to learn a lot. Uh, I like this promo. Yeah, the best part of this promo was... It's afterwards with our truth R-Truth tapping Kevin Owens on the shoulder. <laughs> it's like, I'm looking for Nick? Dominic? No, it's Nick Aldis. So oh good. Nick! <laughs> i love r-truth kid quick all those names going all the way back I, it just reminds me of you know the first time i was really watching wrestling like you're so funny so genuine and you don't know if it's real or not and you don't care it's so good i love r-truth Our truth is the sammy Zayn
1: version for judgment day like you know remember the whole sammy saga i loved when sammy joined because every other week he was just saying things that almost broke characters for everyone like when uc became a thing roman jimmy and jay were trying so hard not to crack up and then later like you would see clips of solo trying not to crack up too like while Haman was trying not to crack up like it was so good our truth is this version for the judgment day like every single week on monday night raw it's funny watching damien and Finn trying not to break character every week and then he broke Rhea at one week which was funny to watch and then she came back to be super serious I love that R-Truth and you know some people have said they don't like that you know Judgment Day has been leaning into comedy more I'm like I feel like they needed to so that way we're reminded hey This is professional wrestling. They're allowed to be silly once in a while. Like, they can't
0: be a super serious faction
1: all the time.
0: And not to go full teacher on you, and you know this as a writer as well, and I'm not going to waste too much time, but if it's a horror movie, you need those breaths of comedy or relief so that I can build the tension. Vice versa, if it's a comedy, we have to have those tiny moments of drama so we invest enough to usurp the joke and make it Mm -hmm. matter. That's a writing thing. That's a dramatic structure thing. You got to give me room to breathe or else we get bored and we tune out. Like how after Sami Zayn left the bloodline, it took itself way too seriously and it kind of fell flat for seven months, but we can move on. (laughs) Right. So from here, backstage,
1: Nick Aldis once again is trying to handle business. Gets interrupted by Logan Paul. Logan Paul complains. He's like, Bro, I'm your United States champion. Like, why am I why am I you said you were looking for my next opponent for the US title. Why are you putting me into these matches? I'm already a champ. I don't need to do this. Nick Aldis turns. It's like, I'm still working on it. I mean, you can always say no. Basically gaslights Logan Paul into agreeing to do this. And so Nick Aldis is like, perfect. I'm going to put you up against the Miz next week. Have fun. And I'm like, this can go one of two ways. I want to see Miz win. But Logan Paul in the chamber,
0: though, that is advertising gold right there. Sure. I'd love to see... Uh you know it's gonna be Logan Paul, that's just my opinion. Uh because it we hate him, the world hates him. <laughs> and he he'll is bring some so money good and the Miz will make this look great. It gives the Miz an opportunity to show up and interfere in Elimination Chamber, I think. That that's kind of tracks for me. Um you're right. I'd like to see The Miz there, though. I think The Miz kind of deserves a bit of a push. He's He's been doing the work and putting the time in for the last year or so for everybody else uh, and was a great champion and does great work. I I I think Grayson Waller and Austin Theory are kind of getting stuck now. It's sort of they're mm-hmm. taking turns on who's doing what and when and how. Austin Theory had that match not too long ago, too. So, uh, yeah, I think The Miz is there to eat the pin. That makes me sad.
1: Yeah, so we'll see what happens with all that. And then we get the bumpers for, you know, we get the bumpers. So first, we're told that on Monday Night Raw this week, we're getting Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley. And surprisingly enough, we're also getting L.A. Knight and Ivar in men's Elimination Chamber qualifying matches. I want to see LA Knight in the chamber match, but Ivar would not be a bad pick. Listen, that big man can do moonsaults better than most people can. It is a beautiful thing to that, watch.
0: That big man is throwing out Taekwondo stuff, like doing yes! some wild stuff. Like I was like, sir, can you should move. not move this
1: way, but I am so happy to be proven wrong.
0: I mean, Keith Lee style stuff like you, you got some. Okay. Um, I could go either way with that. If it's, If it's LA Knight in the Elimination Chamber, then Ivar sadly is still jobbing and hopefully he gets a push someday. If Ivar beats LA Knight, then LA Knight has a reason to show up and raise hell in a different way. And I'm kind of here for that too. I I am too. And I think the two of them are so, not only drastically different characters, but different skill sets. I think that'll be a fun match to watch. Oh, for sure. And then, you know,
1: we also get told that, you know, next week for SmackDown, we're getting some stuff, which I also found out, you know, via the news, next week SmackDown is going to be a double taping because they need, because it takes a while to travel from the States to Perth because they got a, it's a long way to Australia. So yeah, that's like a I believe, the, yeah, yeah so, net, so Courtney, let me check my calendar. We're good newscasters, I promise So yeah, the next two SmackDowns are going to be pre-taped because then on March 1st, yeah, they're going to be pre-taped because the 23rd is going to be the go-home show for Elimination Chamber because Elimination Chamber is next Saturday on the 24th. Oh
0: my God.
1: We are so close to Elimination Chamber. I thought we had another week, but I was wrong. February. It's It's next week. It's next weekend.
0: February is weird. Is it really? Yeah,
1: it is that's crazy. Jesus. So we got bumpers and we are getting double taping next week. So next week, within the next two weeks, we're going to see Ms. And Logan Paul, and we're also going to see Kevin Owens versus Dominic, but we also get announced for the women's side of things. Tiffany Stratton versus Shotzi, which makes me sad. Cause I think Shotzi the chamber is like her bread and butter, but that's just from me. But I think Tiffany being in the chamber is going to be an excellent pick too because girl has got moves. And Zelina versus Naomi, I'm like, why are these women qualifying matches more exciting to me than the men's one right now?
0: Uh, yeah, because they're all super talented and, he, and the potential for the pairings are amazing. And it's sort of the the trajectory of their characters, for back of term, right? I do like Stratton. I think she was incredible last week. I enjoyed watching that match. I feel bad for Shotzi. Shotzi's a pro. Shotzi might take the pin here, but I could also see Shotzi like humbling Tiffany and giving Tiffany. That would a be reason great to show up. And then Shotzi going back to the chamber, too. I, I still don't think Shotzi's gotten the push that Shotzi deserves. And we if you've been watching these for a while, you know why I feel that way. Um, yeah, we'll see. Oh, fun stuff. Lots of fun.
1: It is, and I I'm excited to see. Like I said, these women's qual. And if I'm correct, I believe because we have yet to get an announcement, these are the final two women's qualifying matches. Sure. Even though there's going to be six women, we will have four or five women ready to go. Then I don't know how they do it, but come on, you can't like she made her debut at the Rumble. You have to have Jade in that match at the Elimination Chamber. In some way, yeah.
0: Is Jade yeah. On the, Jade's on the qualifiers, right? Or no?
1: I have yet to see, uh, you know, because Raw's kind of slacking it when it comes to figuring out who's doing qualifying matches. Okay. But I'm sure Jade is going to have a match at some point. But who knows? Because she's not signed to SmackDown or Raw. So... Free agent, just throw her in there, I guess. Or have her her be a part of like a last chance qualifying map. I hope
0: I hope they're taking the time to book her correctly. I hope Mm -hmm. that's what we're seeing, right? We're not just seeing, hey, throw her out there. Like, no, hang on. Let's make sure we give her some longevity and a reason to show up, sort of stuff.
1: Correcto. All right. So get to the main event in which U two TV decided to die on the professor Tell but me. in our second men's elimination qualifying match it is Randall Keith Orton versus Sammy Zane Canadians and Mer- America's hero for me <laughs> this match ruled it was close to being my match of the night but I was like ugh, I was so heartbroken because somebody's not going to the chamber in this match this was a really good back and forth but to kind of go into the ending of this Orton goes for a first attempt RKO, but Sammy kind of is able to roll Orton up for a kick out. And then as Sammy hits the blue thunder bomb on Randy. He goes for a cover, but Randy kicks out. Sammy goes to the ropes and he jumps backwards behind Randy. And as Sammy's getting ready to kind of chase after Orton hits an arc. Second RKO goes for the cover. One, two, three, Randy Orton pins Sammy Zane, but it was really close. It was a back and forth. And the last two minutes, I wasn't sure who was going to win this match.
0: That's where my gut went. I thought Sammy might take the pin there. Cause Randy Orton's got the momentum in his back and they want to use him as much as they can. Oh, that sucks though. <laughs> It's kind of, if you were to ask me my opinion, that's kind of what I thought where we were going. Yeah. Okay. I don't hate it. Uh, I'm glad <laughs> it was a good match. That makes me happy. That helps. Right. I'll try, I'll try and find a replay one of these days.
1: I thought it was a good back and forth. Good. In the last two minutes, I wasn't sure who was going to win, but sure. Randy's going on to the elimination chamber. Sammy leaves. We see a little bit shot of him looking really sad, which broke my little heart a little bit, no. which means that, I still think, and I'm a, I'm gonna put on my conspiracy theory hat for a bit. Hang on, this hat has multiple purposes. I was gonna say, isn't that the same as the writing? This hat has multiple purposes. <laughs> I'm gonna put on my conspiracy hat for a little bit. So I think Sammy. A lot of people are stating that with him losing, Sammy really, unless they do something, Sammy doesn't have a way to get to WrestleMania. I still think that Seth's match turns into a triple threat. And this is predicting way into the oh, future. Interesting. So interesting. I think the winner of the men's chamber is going to be Drew. I think Drew McIntyre wins the oh. chamber. goes on. It's going to be him and Seth. But somehow we fight, figure out a way to make it a triple threat. And then it's Drew, Sammy, and Seth for the title, which I want. I just want to see Sammy Zane finally once again at WrestleMania, but for a singles title because he was there last year for the tag titles. Sure. But I want Sammy to be there for a singles title and... Honestly, I would love to see Drew, Sammy and Seth go in a triple
0: threat. I think you might be right. How long is Punk out though?
1: Punk is out for almost like a whole 8 to 9 months with the torn tricep. Really? He's out for a while. Oh, I didn't and know he was out there. on top of that too, Seth's going to be ready for Mania, but he also has a torn MCL that he got from his match from Jinder a couple weeks ago. Right.
0: Woof. Okay. Everybody's
1: hurt, and this
0: is kind of also throwing a wrench into things. That makes sense, injury timeline wise. I buy that. Yeah, yeah. I I think your conspiracy head is dead on. I, I don't hate that at all. I am Drew kinda... pins
1: Seth, so Seth could go take some time off, and Drew versus Sammy is the first feud we get for this title post Mania.
0: And we've talked about this before. I don't hate triple threats, but I feel like you, there's a right way and a wrong way to kind of book them and do them. Oh yeah. If that's the triple set, then I think that sells, and that would be fine. There's a few other ones we've had the last few months where I'm like, uh, um, it's just a Band-Aid on a bad situation, sort of thing. Right. But, huh. Fair. All right. Good. This this there was a lot in the SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, Randy and Drew kind of
1: stare off at each other to end SmackDown. So there's a lot of th- move. There was a lot of things that kind of progressed forward in this episode of SmackDown. So let's go into our ratings now.
0: Oh man. Uh okay, empanada scale. I know that it's rare to rate a Smackdown over eight. <laughs> but I'm really pushing that that eight five almost nine place with this. This is up there compared even compared to other SmackDowns. Compared to the first four weeks of what the hell are we doing? The drama of the thing, sure. The momentum from the Rock and Roman, sure. But the matches were solid to me. and I had fun watching them. We had no meddling. We had no, well, we had one probably cut for time with the women's match because, and that's awful. Uh, everything got, it's, I even missed the match of the night with the main card, excuse me. And still I'm feeling like, yeah, this is going where we needed it to go imagine the momentum they would have if they did this a month ago like look at if they did this but hey they fixed it they righted the ship in a way so this is ooh this is eight 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 point 8, eight eight nine five I don't want to give it a nine because then i'll I'll set the bar but this is as high math wise as I could go eight five eight nine coming up on nine
1: no I agree with you this I'm giving this like a solid eight and a half only because again they answered a lot of questions that i had leading into this with both you know roman and cody as well as you know what's going on with seth and the wrestling was you know even though some of it was predictable it still didn't take away from the fact that this was good in-ring work from a lot of these people and you know what I feel that Elimination Chamber builds has had more freedom because Rumble builds, you can't really do many storylines because everybody's going to be thrown into the Rumble.
0: Yeah. Kind of
1: saw that play out with the men's rumble being very kind of not lackluster in a sense of a term. But with Elimination Chamber, you have the two chamber matches, which are big like marquee stuff. Sure. Then you also have the smaller matches, like that. we're getting British Strong Style and Judgment Day for the tag titles. Uh-huh. Ria versus Naya for the championship. Two chamber matches for the men and women. And then I still think we have maybe one more match to put on the card and we have to wait to see how this develops. But I think we get an IC title match with Gunther. And I think it's him versus Jay for that title at in Australia.
0: Wow, that would be wild. Me and oh, Minnie are
1: drooling be because the promo that Jay cut against Damn. Gunther this week was fantastic. Really? Was leading to a six-man with Jay and the New Day taking on Imperium yeah. as a whole th- faction. But I think Jay versus Gunther would be a phenomenal match. And I'm like, hey, the US title was defended at Rumble. The IC title should be defended in Australia.
0: That would be... Again, that would be Elimination Chamber setting the bar for the rest of the year. You know? like Just like the last two years, basically. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: here, once the chamber the bar, is over, go. there's not another WWE pay-per-view until WrestleMania, so you have a whole mm-hmm. month's worth mm-hmm. to build towards what matches we're getting in Philadelphia.
0: I mean, and then last year, where day one, day two, you know, that happened. You, you I, There's a lot writing on this the next... And then... Who knows what comes out with He Who Shall Not Be Named and all the other stuff that's going to happen here and twists and turns, but oof. literally
1: next weekend, we're close to Elimination Chamber in Perth. Um, I am not going to be crazy like JVL and Jesse. I'm going to watch the replay normally. <laughs> I'm not going to get up at like 3 a.m. to watch it Pacific Standard Time.
0: Sorry, bad podcasting. I had to fix the scooter.
1: Carry on. <laughs> so, now, I agree with you, Professor. I'm getting this at eight and a half for me. I thought sure. this was a really good SmackDown and I want this to be the consensus of the whole entire thing. Let this be a good SmackDown. I want it to be this level of great. I'm like, it doesn't drag out because it's only two hours and not three hours like raw. But, you know, anytime you get the bloodline involved with stuff, it gets a little hazy. But this was a good uh, SmackDown this week. Yeah, it was great. Finally. Finally. Hmm. This SmackDown was good. I'm excited. Well, professor that brings us to the end unfortunately of this week's Friday Night Faction Review. But to fear not we will be back next week for another hopefully good Smackdown. We're hopeful. <laughs> We're I, hopeful.
0: We should be okay. We should be good.
1: We should be okay. I'm excited for the qualifying matches we're getting next week, which I think are going to be very, very solid. They
0: did the work now so that they, I don't want to say coast. That's not what I mean, but they did the hard work now. So the next two weeks to elimination chamber, we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. It's, it's sort of baked in. We know where we're going. So
1: now let's focus on chamber and then we can focus on WrestleMania, like how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. But me and professor are going to head out of here in a little bit, but some housekeeping real quick. If you enjoy what me, Professor, and Minnie, who is unfortunately not here this week, but hopefully we'll be back next week. If you enjoy the three of us in our SmackDown reviews, check out other Friday Night Faction reviews, as well as all the other stuff we got going on at the Biconics Wrestling YouTube channel, because uh, we do a lot. You guys, I it's heard cool. a, I heard a rumor the D&D RPG might be coming back. Uh, so, the, that is a project in the works. We uh-huh. are looking to maybe do something during the summer, if people are interested i mean it's gonna happen i just gotta figure out how i'm going to you know do a game if all nine nine folks want to do it which is a lot i was like we got to do an a and b week but that's it in the works. we got some future stuff we got reviews we got other special videos potentially coming out in the next few weeks as we gear up for wrestlemania season coming up soon if you want to get information on when all these things are going down, you could totally follow us all over the social medias at BC WrestlePod. We got notifications of the videos. We got some fun memes. Like I really enjoyed the meme I made with Drag Race, with the two spectrums <laughs> of Drag Race <laughs> and wrestling. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go over to the Instagram. Like That's
0: so funny. It's so good. It is fantastic. And I, have, if, I have a handful yeah. of things. I just haven't had time to make them, but I, I so they're good. coming. I'm excited to make them. So good. I love
1: it. And of course, if you can't commit to watching our faces on the video form, let our voices carry you through whatever things you got going on, because all these reviews now have audio versions as well. So you can carry us on the go. Listen to us while you're studying. If you need to have a long day at the office, or if you're taking care of business on the porcelain throw, we don't care we want you to listen to us on your favorite podcasting network cuz we're pretty much everywhere at this point it is a good time and yep. of course if you want to be a good if you want to be involved more and support us a little more we do have a patreon where you can go and subscribe to that where you can get never before seen watch alongs Uh, You can witness me and Andrew scream like little 12-year-olds when we saw Jordan Grace at the Royal Rumble, which is like a most recent (laughs) highlight, because we were not expecting a TNA person to be in WWE Royal Rumble like that. So to watch our reactions and scream like little girls, please do that. But anything helps. We love bringing you guys content, and we totally want to expand everything we got going on So let us know in the comments what you think about all this, like what things would you like to see, what we're doing well, and what would you like to see more of? Because we're always here to have these kinds of conversations with you. But me and Professor are going to get out of here because uh, we got to go lock ourselves down because a certain sporting event is happening today. (laughs) and things are going to get buck wild across the nation. Ooh,
0: yeah. Uh yeah, Mikey's mom might be going crazy. We'll see the outcome of this. I'm a nervous wreck. My family already left. If you saw them come on camera, they were like, "We're living without you." It's like, "Okay, hang on. I got to I'm working on a thing." I'll be there uh, in a sec, I promise. Woof. It's yeah. Uh, what a time to be doing this. <laughs> For sure. We'll but see. Yeah, me and
1: Professor are going to get out of here, but from myself, the Professor, many who could not be here this week, and the rest of the Biconics boys, remember, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, stay Biconic, all you guys, gals, non-binary pals, the he's, the she's, the they's, and the gays of the internet. That's such (laughs) a good line, such a good line. I love it so much. I'm definitely going to put it on a t-shirt in some capacity. We'll talk about that later, (laughs) but we're going to get on out of here until next week's Friday night faction review. We'll see you then. But until then, laters. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Vibe Tribe production. What's going to happen next time? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. But until then, remember, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, make sure that you keep the good times rolling. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time.